Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. And I'm at the Novacare Complex on a beautiful Thursday. It's a quiet Thursday here. The Eagles ending their organized team activities on Wednesday. And now we pause. Training camp starts in late July right here in South Philadelphia. Until then, we'll keep you entertained, of course, on this Eagles Insider podcast. But from a football standpoint, the players scatter, get some rest, and come back ready to go. Hit the ground running when training camp begins. We have a great podcast for you today. A one-on-one with running back Miles Sanders. A very revealing conversation with Sanders, who's hosting a football camp in July. And kind of talk about what it means to him to give back to kids. And we talk at length about his upbringing and how that's impacted him in his life, in his career with the Philadelphia Eagles. Miles Sanders, fourth year with the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's coming up in a bit. We're also going to check in with Trent Cole, one of the all-time Eagles great defensive ends, who's got something for the community as well. That'll be our extra point. We begin with a little wrap-up from head coach Nick Sirianni, who met the media after the OTAs ended, and he talked about some of the things that he has seen with his football team through the spring. Four weeks on the field, a few weeks in training, conditioning, classrooms before that. The Eagles, of course, have had an electric offseason off the field, adding to the roster in free agency, in the draft, after the draft. And then on the field, no injuries, and the Eagles coming off with very, very, uh, I guess you'd say, great enthusiasm for what's ahead. It's going to be a fun 2022. All right, let's hear from Nick Sirianni talking about some things that he thinks are important as he talks about the Eagles as they prepare for training camp. And one of those things is an offensive coaching staff, a defensive coaching staff, and the special team staff. Everybody largely comes back intact. Three coordinators are back. So what does that mean for a football team to have that kind of continuity? Oh, I think it's huge because the, the, um, the coaching points that you want to get across are across. And, and there's already that familiarity with the players. Now, the rookies got to have to get to know everybody. But you'd be surprised, too, that when you bring in a new coach, that's a big step for myself and Shane to teach the guy the offense or vice versa on the defensive side, Gannon to teach the defense too. That's a big portion of the time because you're, you're not just teaching plays. You're teaching techniques within the plays. What's the responsibilities? You're teaching situations. So to have the entire staff back is, is huge. And why do you bring the staff back? Because you have talented guys on the staff. And so my vision here is to be able to keep the staff intact, win games obviously, Guys will obviously get promoted from that and then be able to have a good young group of uh, nucleus guys that are in position or in support roles to be able to promote. I think, you know, that was something that the college team that I came up in Mount Union, that's what we did a ton of. Um, it, you look around the NFL that, you know, that that's what, you know, some of the great teams do is they promote from within. And and so it's just accumulating talent and trying to promote from within. And, uh, I'm, and I'm glad to say we were able to promote a couple guys, you know, Alex Tanney and, and Tyler Scudder from, you know, support roles to in a little bit more, uh, more responsibility roles. Last week, offensive coordinator Shane Steichen revealing that he took over play-calling duties midway through the 2021 season. 
and that the plan is for Steichen to call the plays again. So on Wednesday, Sirianni talked about that decision, what went into it, and what it means for him as a head coach. You know, as we're going through, like, I, you know, I, um, we, we're going through games and there, there's obviously a lot of things that go on during the game, right? And I was just noticing, you know, like Shane was already calling the two-minute drills. Um, and, and like I said, it was it, it's a collaborative event. Like, you can't just go out and call a game without putting the plan together, right? You put the plan together all week. Well, one of my favorite things to do in the world is help put the plan together and get, get put the plays in you think are going to work against the defense. That's, like, one of my favorite things to do in the world. So we're continuing to do that. But what I noticed was, like, well – I wasn't communicating enough with Gannon about something, or I wasn't communicating enough with the defense when, um, you know, something that they needed to be pumped up, or Coach Clay, or the special teams. Like I, I love doing that to go over into the the kickoff return and say, "Let's go, let's get a play going." There's a lot of things that have to happen to offense before you know a, a drive starts. Um, you, you have to communicate to all the offensive players, here's the next string of plays. You have to put together the next string of plays of what you're talking about. So I just, you know, I really trusted Shane. Shane and I spent so, mu- spent so much time throughout the week together, um, again, coming up with the, with the plan, with, you know, between amongst the, the coaches. And, you know, Shane and I are doing the most, most of that heavy lifting. And, you know, it just – you know, we shifted to it during one of the games. I felt comfortable with being able to, you know, talk to everybody. There's things I got that come up with the referees that I need to do. There's things that come up with the guys upstairs that I need to talk through a situation um, that Howard might need to handle it. So there's just so many things that came up. And you know what? And I wanted to trust the guys on the staff that I had. Because I, I have good coaches. We're, we just talked about it. Um, and so I trusted Shane. Uh, he did a great job when he, when he did it. And I feel really comfortable that we continue on that way. And, uh, again, like, like I said, though, like I'll be in every meeting. I'm sitting in every meeting. Uh, nothing more than I, that I like to do than, than to, to put plays together. There's nothing more I like to do than correct plays after practice, right, to go in there after practice and tell the guys, this is exactly how I want this to look or we have to fix this. So um, the only thing that's going to be different of me not being the, the what you would say offensive coordinator is just the, the play calling aspect of it. But even in that aspect, like, we're coming up with the first 15 together, right? We're coming up with the order of the third down. We're coming up with the order of the second half openers at times. We're coming up with the, the red zone, the two minute and all. There's so much that goes into it. Like, just like the draft, it can't be like, Hey, we're at pick seven. Go. Like, there's been a lot of work that's went into We ain't going to have pick seven. All right, let me rephrase that, okay? All right. There's been a lot of work that's, been go- that's went into that, and it's the same thing uh, as we go. And, again, like I said, I got total confidence in Shane, and, uh, yeah, I'm just really excited to, to go and have that same process next year. And, of course, all eyes on the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, in his third year with the Eagles, as you hear, his second with Steichen, with with Nick, with the offensive coaches, the first time since high school that this has happened for Hertz. So you'd expect to see a big step forward, and that's exactly what Sirianni has seen from his quarterback. Jalen is, in my opinion, um, is, is is more comfortable in the offense, right? And that's just this the 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 part of 
the process the second year, right? He knows where the receivers are going to be versus different looks. He knows where to go with the football a little bit quicker. Um, we've, you know, and, the, and, and we've done a jo- our job as coaches, and I don't want to say we've done a good job, but what we've done as coaches is figured out, you know, what he likes and what he's good at and what and all these different things. So it's just accumulating those reps. And like we talked about, you know, we, I think you guys asked me that a couple, last year was, you know, some of these quarterbacks that have been played for so long, they're in year 15, 16, 17, they're getting better at reading it. Why? Because they've seen the play over and over and over again. Well, that's the same progression that Jalen has. And, and what Jalen – the reason you know that about Jalen, the reason we know Jalen's going to continue to get better is because of the character and the football character and the personal character that he has. Um, this is just the type of guy that's going to reach his maximum potential because of all the off-the-field qualities he has. I've also noticed, you know, just the, the crispness of the drop, right? He's been, it's been, you know, the fundamentals, his fundamentals have improved, and he's really worked hard at that. And so, um, you know, he, he's, he's working every day to get better and I'm, I'm really pleased where he is right now, but you know, he's got to, we got to continue to, to lay the groundwork, right? Don't, the, that he went 11 to 12 yesterday and seven on seven means nothing. He has to continue to get better and better and better. I don't know what you guys would have a better feel of what he was today. I didn't keep a track. I'll go watch it when I'm done with you guys. But, uh, I thought he had a pretty good day today too. Um, and, but really what I noticed is he, he's really seeing where to go with the football and, and going there and going there quick. But again, got to keep working that because it's just going to get harder and harder. And so there you have it. The Eagles now take a deep breath and get ready for training camp. Running back Miles Sanders grew up in Pittsburgh, a five-star recruit to Penn State. Along the way, though, it, it certainly took some guidance to keep him making good, safe decisions, the right decisions. It's something that's very, very important to Miles, who's giving back to the community with a series of camps that he's hosting, including one on July 10th, which we talk about, and we invite everybody who's in that Pittsburgh area, or if you want to make the trip to Pittsburgh, Miles Sanders is having his football camp there, uh, and he's got a message for everyone. He's got a message for the kids out there. Let's get into it. One-on-one exclusive, Miles Sanders in a different light. Miles, how you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. You know, I want to talk about football, but really what I want to talk about is you and something that you're doing, uh, a camp you're having in July, the July 10th, yeah. okay? You'll tell me how to get everybody can sign up. In that. It's in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. your hometown. Um, a lot of players say they want to do something, and then they just say it and they don't do it. You want to do something. And you want to do something for kids. And I, I kind of want to talk to you about why you want to do something for kids? What is it something that happened in your childhood? Like, wh- I know growing up in Pittsburgh wasn't easy. Describe what it was like. Um, well, mainly, uh, I remember being one of those kids, you know, uh, and you know, growing up in Western PA, Pittsburgh. Uh, you all you know is really the the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was just weird for my for me growing up because we were the Steelers were actually winning a lot, you know. Um, it wasn't too far. I think it would have been when Bill Cowher got there. Uh, they went to Super Bowl in 2005. And then when Mike Tomlin went there, uh, they brought, he went to two Super Bowls, you know. So it was just – and then I, I, my mom used to always take us to Latrobe. That's where they had their training camps. And uh, just, just remember seeing the, the football players and looking at them like they're superheroes, you know. So – and – like I said, I just really remember being one of those kids, and I, I know what it means. And then having 
like uh, certain youth camps. You know, I would go to Troy Polamalu's camps where he, he would have it throughout Pittsburgh, Heinz Ward, especially Jerome Bettis, all those type of guys. Just just looking, just legit thinking they're superheroes to me, you know, uh, as a kid. And you just like, wow, every time looking at them. And I just know, um, I just know the kids appreciate that, especially guys from their actual city and where they came from, uh, made it to where they want to be, kind of. So that's all I want to do is just be motivation. And that's all I ever tried to be was just be motivation to the youth and just show them that uh, if I can do it, you could do it. Was where you grew up um, tough in the sense of, like, maybe if other kids' moms didn't take them to Latrobe mm-hmm. and they didn't make the right decisions, they got yeah. hung They hung out with the wrong people. Was there, yeah. was there a lot of that yes, in your neighborhood? Yes, absolutely. Um, it was very, i say, in Pittsburgh area, uh, my, my home neighborhood Wilkesburg, but I went to Woodland Hills High School. Uh, it's it's very easy to you know become a stereotype or, or a victim to your surroundings, and you know um, it's just real easy. I've seen, I can't even count on me on my fingers how many players I've seen go go through this and either end up dead or in jail. No sh- friends. Yeah, like good good football friends, players, nice team, kids, teammates, all that. Um, because they or, made the wrong decisions. Just you know, wrong place, wrong time. Wrong, a lot of it's a lot of stuff. A lot of, a lot of stuff. You know, wrong place, wrong time, wrong decisions. Uh, uh, there's a guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but there's a guy that I knew on my team. My coach helped him get out of jail about twice. Mm. And, you know, still make wrong decisions. Still had offers. Still made wrong decisions. It's just I always want to be different, and that's what made me want to be different because I've seen too many people choose that route, and it's an easy way to go in a small city like Pittsburgh. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just wanted to be motivation. And, you know, like I said, the kids look at us like superheroes, and, yeah. I, and I love that feeling. It really, it does have an impact. I mean, all these years, you, you you don't recognize, and I think a lot of players do understand it, that they can change the life of a player, of, of a young kid, a football player, whatever they are, mm-hmm. just by saying, hey, there's a different path to, to, no, absolutely. to get out of this. Absolutely. And just, just I don't know, I, it's just a reason to keep the kids off the streets, you know, too, and have their parents or however however you get there. Um, just it's, it's a t- opportunity to get off the streets and you know, not risk your life, you know. And the world we live in is getting crazier and crazier. So we, we really did have to lock in on the youth and have to try to p- path away for them to hopefully change the way this, this world is, or this country is, is living. And that, that means a lot to me. Uh, I have not just that camp, uh, July 10th, is the Miles Sanders Youth Football Camp, my first youth football camp. Okay. I also have a big weekend coming up in about two or three weeks. Um, June 25th, we have our Pittsburgh the Pros, and I'm having I'm Pittsburgh the Pros Youth Camp, and I'm doing that with uh, DeMar Hamlin. He plays for Buffalo Bills, went to Pittsburgh Central Catholic, doing it with Khalid Hudson. He plays for the Washington Commanders, uh, went to McKeesport, and Kenny Robinson, he went to uh, U Prep, and he went to West V. So, and he's with the Carolina Panthers. So, um, so like it's it's four of us uh, doing the camp. Pittsburgh the pros. The tickets sold out in an hour yesterday. That's awesome. <laughs> Legit an hour. And uh, the day after that, we have uh, my Miles Sanders versus Demar Hamlin kickball celebrity game. Uh, I have some of my teammates and some big names coming. Uh, and then later, right after that, at the same stadium, a couple stadium in Pittsburgh, um, 
we're having like a high school all star game too. So it's a big week. We got a big weekend for the youth coming up, and I'm very excited about so it. So this is not a vacation coming up here. Oh no, this, no, this no. is work for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I love doing this stuff for the kids, and I and my mom knows me best. She she knows I always wanted to do stuff like this. Just have the kids out there and, and have a reason for them to keep them off the streets. You know, keep them busy. Tell me about your mom. All, all I know is Jamaican native, and you have you got she had she had to raise three sons mm-hmm. by herself. Yeah, pretty remarkable woman. Mm-hmm. Um, what made her so remarkable? What makes her so remarkable? Her sacrifice. You know, she didn't hesitate to sacrifice anything. Um, I could say uh, every, it, it turned from t- taking off every Friday, you know, um, from high school games, middle, middle, uh, little league games, you, you know, sun, you play on Sundays uh, too. So, but it went from those to Fridays taking off, you know, uh, maybe have the next day off. It went from Saturdays taking off. She take off the whole weekend coming up Penn State. Now Sunday she take off whenever. She she travels and like she's always there. She's always been there sacrificing whatever. Uh with if I had to go to a camp, like the the camps that these kids do, um, in high school and stuff. So um whenever I was invited to a camp, I remember we I was invited to a five star challenge my junior year um in Jacksonville. We drove thirteen hours from Pittsburgh mm. to go to Jacksonville just to go to that camp. Just cause we knew it was gonna bring me exposure and free and and free scholarships. And that was the main goal. Once I got my first scholarship, I just took off and, you know, just made it a goal just my mom don't have to pay for school. So how did she manage a job and three boys? I don't know. You gotta ask her because we're we actually turned out pretty pretty well. I'm not the most uh, famous one in my in my family. If 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 it's I don't know if that's hard to believe. Go ahead, tell me. My little brother Kobe, he's a fashion designer, um, model, uh, graphic designer, all that type of stuff. He models for Mary, hmm. Michael and Mary. Uh, he's met Kanye, did stuff with Yeezy, does stuff with Converse, Prada, Louis, wow. all type of stuff. So he he's that type of guy. That's cool. And, and my oldest brother, uh, Brian. Uh, he still lives in the city, but he's a local music producer. So he does all the, the rappers' music, singers uh, throughout Pittsburgh, and he's currently signed to Taylor Gang, uh, which is a, a music label uh, with Wiz Khalifa, and he's a big rapper that that came out of Pittsburgh too. So you're kind of the least famous. Yeah, of, it, it, <laughs> sounds, it, it sounds. Yeah, it pretty much sounds like every time I uh, explain what my brothers did, it like, oh, all three of you guys <laughs> yeah. have done something. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. My mom did a did a tremendous job, and she still she still being a mom to this day. Like like we not grown. So <laughs> did did you know it at the time that she was really sacrificing a lot oh, yeah, for you? Absolutely. And you, and you um, always showed her appreciation, I'm always, sure? Always, yeah. always. There was, you know, um, it was hard times, you know, seeing her come home, you know, cried, all, the, all, all that, you know, struggling with the bills, all that, but she's still trying to make sure we pursue our dreams, and that's why I love her the most for it. What kind of big brother was Brian in terms of just kind of being the example for you? Uh, Well, he didn't play football, so uh, he did, but he, he wanted to, he liked the music life, but, um, I don't know, just, he was my biggest fan, too. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, my oldest brother is my biggest fan, too. Um, once he seen that I was uh, being serious with it, he 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 was so happy, you know, just make it just happy that I had a reason to just stay out the streets and, you know, I had a path and, I, and a goal that I wanted to do, and they knew I was serious about it. Miles, at what age, and it had to be long before your junior in high school or sophomore in high school, like, what age did people know you were special in football? Um, I could say my eighth grade year, uh, uh, cause I was, I w- when I was in eighth grade, I was still playing little league, but 
I actually skipped like the big team, the big big team uh, for little league football. And in eighth grade, I was the, there was only six eighth graders on that night on the freshman football team, and I was one of them. And that's that was that was a first for our type of high school. Then I played a lot and and yeah, did it had a good name. And then when I got to freshman year in high school, they moved to varsity. They they wanted me to go up with the with the varsity and lift with them instead of go go train with the ninth grade team. And I'm gonna be honest, I was 160 pounds, five nine. I, I did not want to be in the high school football team. Yeah, but yeah it's, I, that was that was when I I didn't really know what the football stuff was. It was just a hobby at that point. And then. I don't know. Some clicked, and I ended up getting a starting job. And then even that happened. I was like, man, I don't know these. I'm I'm too small. I was too worried about my weight. But once I started playing, and you know, I had a decent year. We made it to the championship, uh, and then I got my first offer. And then that's when it just clicked in my head. I said, well, wow, I got a chance to help my mom out in a big way and make her proud in a big way. So. And that was that was that was it. It's it's, it's at the same time. I mean, you're, you've got to focus on taking care of yourself and and being an NFL player and staying employed, right? Like for as many many years as you possibly can. How do you kind of time manage and plan out all of these youth opportunities that, that uh, you have? I try to do it like um like like this year we have we had OTAs and they give us the dates. I just try to do it like right after OTAs, cause, so I can still have time to train and have my my yeah just still have time to like train consistently because even even probably I'm gonna probably take this weekend off and probably start training again back Monday because we only have about six or seven weeks until we report back so uh but no I'm just playing everything on the weekend that's all I tell my agents is just make sure you plan stuff on the weekend because I got to get my workouts in so July 10th um is the Miles Sanders football camp first annual at the Woodland Hills Wolverina Woodland Hills, PA, up in Pittsburgh, Wolverina. Yep. How can people find out about this more? Is there a website they can go to? Uh, I haven't dropped the website yet. Okay. Because, of course, it's going to yeah, sell out in a week. Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> there will be uh, a link that I'll post. Um, there will be uh, hype videos and stuff that my agents and team got uh, made for me. So, um, yeah, it's pretty soon we'll, we'll make the announcement. Uh, probably, i say probably... Probably around the week when I have the first camps. What's it like when you go home? Like, do kids look oh, up to you? Yeah, this 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 weekend's gonna be. I, I'm excited for this week. It's gonna be a, a lot of kids. We have a lot of kids. We invited almost every little league team throughout the city, um, every high school, whatever. It's just we just want to be filled with kids and want them to have fun. What's what if if you could pull a kid next to you and just talk to a an eight year old kid who you see is really talented, but maybe doesn't have the people around him. Like, what do you say to these kids uh, that can really sink in? Um, don't be a follower. Um, if you got a goal, do whatever. You have to be able to sacrifice. Um, I could say, if you have a goal, you have to be willing to sacrifice anything and everything to get to that point. That means, uh, no, uh, the close friends that you have, if they don't benefit you in the right way, you have to let them go or have your space with them. Uh, you know, that means when you're out, uh, if if you out, your friends want to go outside and play, you know, um, you're at an age in high school where you can choose, like, oh, I might, I could just go to the field and work out instead. Because that's where all the, 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 the BS happens. It's nighttime on the streets, and the streets is not friendly to everybody. It's not. It's not. And 
And it's, as you saw when you were growing up. Yeah, ex- exactly. So, and I just, I just looked at it, just not being a father. I always wanted to be different, and I didn't want to be a stereotype. Yeah, you didn't want to be a statistic, yeah. which is happening yeah. way too much Absolutely. in this country. I, I didn't realize that where you grew up was like that. It was, it was that. Yeah. I guess kind of around every corner, dangerous. Yeah, it's similar to Philly. Yeah. It's just smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sports saved your life then. Yeah, I can say that football definitely did. Yeah, uh, let, let me ask you this about football. How how was the spring, Miles? Oh, the spring was for great. you for football. How great. excited are you for training camp? Super, super. I mean, I love I love the fact that our defense is stacked, um, and it's going to be a competitive training camp. It's going to make everybody better. Literally, um, I think we have a great team. The chemistry's there. You know, with a guy like Nick Sirianni leading us, um, he's going to continue to have that that. That fun feeling, like he make, he makes it fun to come to work. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then when we compete, there's so many good players on this team. I, I can't wait. Literally. Some media guy, last one, said to me today, he walked in his first time he was here, he goes, wow, you know what I noticed today? I said, what's your takeaway? He goes, Miles Sanders' thighs are huge. <laughs> Did you, like, work on your thighs a lot in the offseason? Uh, I mean, I didn't really notice that they're, like, any different than they were before. I didn't notice either, but <laughs> I, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> gained a little muscle on my thighs nice. a little bit, I guess. Um, I don't know, just, I trained my... I didn't want to use. I, I trained really, really, really hard this offseason before I came here. Um, uh, just looking forward to the ne- the second part. My train is waiting for me in Pittsburgh to get back. So I love. Hey man, congratulations and great. I mean, what you're doing off the field is w- super important to everybody. And you're not only talking the talk, you're walking the walk, and that that that's that's what a man does. Yeah, that, my goal, the goal, big goal is win Walter Payton one day. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a goal of mine. You ever see the trophies in the in the yeah. trophy case or yeah. the three trophy cases? Hopefully, I could be man one of the year. Yeah, nice, Miles Sanders. Thanks so much for stopping thank, by. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. You. In this week's extra points, we visit with former Eagles defensive end Trent Cole, one of the best in Eagles history, known for his aggressiveness, his relentlessness. He's been out of the game now six years, and he's just starting to get that itch again. So, in the extra point. We catch up with Trent Cole, who's also in South Jersey, giving back to the community and inviting kids to attend his football camp coming up later this summer. Trent Cole, it's been a while since we've heard from you. And um, I know you've got something coming up later in the month that we really want to get kids involved in. But let's catch up with you first. How has the transition been from NFL football to major fisherman which i know you are <laughs> yeah there's a, a something I'm, there's some a lot of things i'm knocking off the bucket list there but um you know just tra- transition from you know what I'm saying from the nfl to you know the retired life and uh it's been dave it's been great uh you know it's been great and uh you know a lot of great things has come my way uh and uh you know what i'm saying and, uh, and like i said also you know i'm i'm getting uh starting now i'm just kind of Six, what, six years, so five or six years later, I'm uh, starting to get a little itch of football, getting back into football after, you know, saying getting some stuff together and, 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 and just kind of, you know, after the prep for the, for that retire life. So when you say you're getting the itch, uh, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, just you know, getting back into, you know, saying this, uh, you know, getting back, getting back to the community, um, um, as far as like I'm um, doing camps, and I got which I got a big camp up here, June 27, 28, at Total Turf and at Pittman uh, in June that that middle school to high school kids can sign up for, and it's not your 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 regular uh, you know 
camp that you go there and it's all age groups. Now this is specifically for you know a defensive camp, and we're going to be also we got we got um, uh, things in the future for offensive camps as well. But you know, talking to some of my former defensive uh, teammates, you know, saying we always talked about we didn't like seven on sevens. You know what I'm saying? And because you know the seven on sevens was a four defensive player, and plus if you look around, there's nothing really for the defensive player. You know. You know, all our our saying is, that, you know, championships start start. You know, saying to win championships, it starts up, up uh, it starts up front, and that's what that's, and that's that, that was our ideology of why and and one of our our main reasons of uh, you know saying bring these camps back out for kids you know saying who are on the defensive side of the ball. You and we, I definitely want to make sure that everybody knows how they can sign up and get their kids signed up for your camp. So we'll get to that in just a moment, but you know, you are so much about relentless effort and just never stopping on a play Trent. Is that one of the great keys to success in the NFL that, you know, everybody's got the talent and you certainly have to have the technique, but man, you got to want it more than the other guy. You got to, you know, no matter what, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, saying you're not at war, you're not in competition with just, you know, saying you're you're not in competition with your opponent, you're in competition with yourself. You know what I'm saying? And then you already won the war, but you got to win the battle, and the battle is with yourself. And uh, you know, and that's all part of it. You know, what I'm saying you got to put all of these components together. I mean, you can't. You got to. You got to study film. There's there's plenty of different things you got to know. You got to go out there and, and and practice to you know practice like you're playing in the game. I mean, you want to hone in on these skills. And remember, just like David, in practice, you only get so many, so much time to practice. You know, so that's why you got to utilize this this off season. To, to hone in on your skills, because when it comes to practice, you know that that practice that 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 hone, you know say hone on your skills time gets cut down drastically. You know what I'm saying? And you don't got so much time to 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 to, to prepare. So you gotta. There's a lot of things you, that comes together of being a, a great player. And like you said, like you said, Dave, being relentless. You know what I'm saying? And me being a relentless player that I was, you're saying that had a huge huge part of it. Uh, part of my success and I think mentally had a had a drastic part of my success all right so you're giving back to the community I love it the dates are June 27 and June 28 uh the location is Pittman New Jersey uh it is the 2022 total turf camp Trent Cole's defensive football camp and kids can go to the T-H-A hunter.com and sign up is that the best way to do it Trent Yes, that's the best way to do it. Go to hunter.com and, and get signed up. Uh, you know, it's live DJ. I mean, we have a live hype man there. I mean, it's it's we got we got a lot of different other stuff that's going to air before the kids and stuff. And we we're going to be taking these kids into a classroom, giving them classroom work. Um, you know, saying to on the field work, and they're going to learn. You know, what I'm saying what a professional is seeing and what he's hearing. You know, what I'm saying and how you know and when to make the right move at the right time because of what he's seen. You know what I'm saying? Trent, I, I, it sounds great. And um, let's get everybody signed up. Kids, sign up and learn from one of the best in Eagles history, Trent Cole. Your football camp, I love your first one. Let's keep it going here, man, and stay in touch. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Trent, you're the man. Thank you. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you. And we're going to be back next week with more, and we'll be back weekly right up until training camp begins. We can't wait.
Hope everyone is safe and healthy out there. Keep it that way. We've got a lot of fun to get to in 2022. Thanks to Ray Doyle for his work. Thanks to the Eagles media relations team for setting up the interviews and making it so accessible to have great content from the Eagles players and coaches directly. Thanks to Peter Kelly for putting this all together and making it sing every week. And thanks to all of you for joining each and every episode. If you have a moment to give us a review, and we love those five stars, we have a link set up for you in the details section of your podcast library. Enjoy, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly. And from Eagles insider Dave Spadaro once again, go birds! E-A-T-L-E-A!